Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back Show, where intimacy is real. If you desire to intimately connect with yourself, your significant other, children, family, friends, community, and higher power, this show is for you. We explore intimate topics, inspiring life stories, spirituality, and insightful tips on strengthening relationships. The show is hosted by Dr. April and her co-host, Coach Kay. Let's get this episode of the Bringing Intimacy Back Show started. We share with you today the secret power to intimacy to create a life you love or love the life you create. Now, here's your host, Dr. April and co-host, Coach Kay. Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back Show, where intimacy is real. Yes. Welcome, Coach K. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself, Dr. April? Oh, I'm doing good. We're in the month of April. Yes. And so, you know, that's just my month. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the one thing that I like about um, April and May and all the months that come up is because we're getting into the season, out of the season of coldness and into mm-hmm. the season of getting outside, getting involved, you know, being Just out there. Opening outside. That's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so happy because today's show is what we call bringing your sexy back, which is so exciting because many people have been so confined, um, not only sexually, but also just confined in their homes, you know, just with the COVID and all this in the last two years, you know, it's just been, it's been different. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And I'm sorry to say that our um, guest that we were supposed to have on here, Dr. Renee Williston, she cannot make it today, but however, Coach K and I can definitely take on this topic because we are both into the business of helping people become more intimate and sexual. Yes. And we want to talk about all the good things that happen when you're more sexual, more alive, more intimate with you, yourself and your partner. Absolutely. I think we can handle it. (laughs) Yes, definitely. But first, before I get started, um, I know you had a retreat last weekend with your couples, and I'm assuming they were getting their sexiness back. How did that go? Uh, absolutely. They enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, lots of breakthroughs and they definitely were, were getting their sexy back <laughs> because, you know, each of the rooms had a nice big hot tub. So new experiences, deeper level conversations, lots of games, lots of fun. I, I can't wait to next year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. You had so much fun. You're going to maybe have to do that more than once a year. <laughs> I was told by a couple, you know, a couple of the couples, hey, do you do this again? I was like, no, not yet. But and I always leave it with yet because it'll be a time. Yes, definitely. It's great that they had big hot tubs because definitely if you're out there listening and you're having like, oh, I don't know if I should continue to listen on to this show. Please, please, because we are going to talk about how you bring your sexiness back. Whether you're a male or a female, I think this will definitely be a good topic for you today. So as on bringing the intimacy back, as you all know, we're nonprofit, which is a great thing. So we help 
um, a lot of different organizations out. And one of the organizations that we will be um, highlighting this month is about health, Premier Mobile Health. They're a premier company that does mobile help throughout Lee County here in Florida since 2018. And they have um, where you can give donations and they've approximately helped over 6,000 patients. So if you're thinking about that, premiermobilehealth.org, it's very important because as we're going to get into this topic, your health is critical to sexuality. Absolutely. Yes. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to get dive deep into sexuality and bringing your intimacy back. Are you a business professional? Dr. April Brown's latest book is for you. Whether you are newly hired or managing a team of employees, her 30 intimacy-driven business principles will help you progress towards career success. Learn how to show up as your best self at work, what it means to cultivate a meaningful career, and how to avoid burnout, all while living up to your highest professional potential. Improving Intimacy, the book for business professionals, is available on Amazon in Kindle, Audible, and paperback. Search Dr. Dr. April Brown on Amazon to view all her books on improving intimacy for yourself, spouse, spirit, and more. Welcome back to the Bringing Intimacy Show, where intimacy is real. And today's topic is bringing your sexy back. Yes. Yeah. Well, one of the things that before we get definitely into this, you know, um, people have a question about um sexual desire and sexual arousal, because I know those words are going to come up. So Coach mm-hmm. K, um, and your, how, you do, how do you go about explaining sexual desire? Um, I really individualize it to the client based on kind of what they, what they utilize more in the five senses, sort of say. Um, okay. I like to use the five senses as a driving point for just about everything you know just thinking about that that desire to touch something that's extremely hot even though you know it may burn you know that feeling <laughs> I like to try to describe it to them when you're looking at something and you know you should look away but you just can't look away so breaking it down to something that we already know like the five right. senses seeing who is in touch with more of that and then talking in that terms. Oh, that's an interesting way to put it. Yeah, definitely. Conceptual desire is basically wanting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's when you want something. And that's a little bit different than sexual arousal. Yes. Yes, yes. Sexual arousal is is the body responding. And sometimes um, there's a discrepancy between that. How do you define sexual arousal? Uh, definitely the, like you said, the body's response to a person, place, or thing, or a situation. Um, because, I, I, you know, it's disheartening to know that when it comes to arousal, some people say, hey, it's totally controlled. Where, and sometimes it's not always a controlled, um, consciously controlled, like a certain smell may really kind of get you going, but you didn't walk into the department store to get aroused. You just went to buy some stuff. So um, so that's how I would put it. Yeah, definitely. Because um, I know for me, one of the most common things that women come in, it's because they feel like 
me and my partner not having sex. And the fear is that, you know, they think I don't desire them. Right. 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 So sometimes it's breaking it down to, I mean, that's one of the first things I try to break it down is that, is it the desire or is it the arousal or, you know, and as women, it's so many different things that could be affecting it. Yeah. The list could go on and on. And many of those that we don't think about or that we give ourselves permission to be okay about. Mm hmm yeah. One of the things you were saying earlier is about the five senses. And um, for sometimes for females, they're not feel like they're sexy, but you know, they don't feel like they're sexy themselves. And so, cause I think it starts here. It starts in the mind. Right. The body, the body is a follower of the mind. So if that is in the place of I just know I don't look good. Even though you can tell them all day long, you look great. If their mind is set on, I don't, it's not penetrating the brain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's one of the first things you have to work on is yourself and feeling sexy. Yeah. And another thing that also impacts, I don't know if you've seen it, but I'm pretty sure you have, is I think you also need to have energy to be sexual, intimate with your partner. And so sometimes people, especially women, are so busy with so many other things. They don't have anything left over yes, <laughs> to, to even attempt. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that can go in kind of, you know, a couple of realms, honestly. Um, some people who are just dog tired after work will still you know, have that desire to still go for it. And then there are some who are just dog tired. It's like, don't touch me. Don't even look at me, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like this woman just said, I used to have energy for sex every day, but sometimes 35, it's not the same. And what you just said is there's some people who have um, their brakes on, when it comes to intimacy and sex, when they're stressed and others have the accelerator. Yeah. Have you seen that? Because, yeah. Yep. Because it's a, a release, you know, mm -hmm. sex can be a stress reliever. And if the body remembers, you know, hey, this is a way to release, or it could be, you know, internal angry sex is like, you know, I want to do something really bad. And so think that I should do this with a safe partner, which is you, you know, my husband. So you just go for it. It's, it's weird when you explain it, but if you've ever lived through it and you totally understand what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, definitely. And so if the woman is out there struggling and they're like, I don't feel like I have enough energy, you know? Um, and what I've seen a lot, I've seen quite a few um, nurses who have mm. just given their life to help us throughout this pandemic. And now, and even they continue to do that. They just, you know, I work 12 hour shifts, at least three to four times a day, you know, a week. Mm -hmm. What can I do to get back my sexiness? And honestly, the 12 hours you would want to know. So what are you doing in that position each day? Because it's a difference in physically tired and then there's uh, mentally tired. And both of them, you know, create that lack of energy. But when you are in a 
a work environment where your brain is working all the time. You're having to absorb empathy. You're having to give empathy. You're having to hold knowledge. You're having to give out knowledge. So you could be sitting at a desk all day, but if your brain is constantly working, that's when I would say you have to carve out time for turning your brain off. Mm-hmm. Um, because allowing your brain to recharge is going to be super important when it comes to where do we pull that energy from that we can give to the brain to just rest because that can turn into a normalcy of life now, you know, especially as a nurse thinking of, you know, the nursing field, they stay in that career for 20, 30, 40, sometimes 50 years. (laughs) So it's finding time to turn the brain off. Mm -hmm. And I like that suggestion because also I kind of suggest the same thing in some aspect of when you are knowing that you're like going out on a date and you want to be intimate with someone or you want to be intimate with your husband and you have such a busy day, you have to learn how to save some of that energy. Yeah. Yeah. So that day you cannot be, you know, working through your lunch period or, you know, just working all the time. And like you said, it's taking some time you know, throughout the day to just reclaim some of that energy back. And, you know, the funny thing is um, not all, but some women who have a full plate, who knows that it's extremely stressful, are not able to remove things from their plate. Um, And when I say not able to, it's because they don't know how to. Sometimes busy makes you feel important. Uh And so being able to find the other ways that you can show how important you are, whether it be, you know, to the partner, you have to be able to tell and show the importance or, or you breaking it down for them. That would allow them to kind of delegate some things off of their plate. Um, Cause it doesn't, it's not always work. It's a combination as well. Right. Right. And if you're out there listening and you have a question, please feel free to chime in, um, write your comments in and we will definitely get this in because this is a topic that for a lot of females out there, it is something that they're struggling with. How do you make time to be intimate with your partner? Yeah. I don't know. One of the myths when it comes to making time for intimacy with your partner is um, that sex and intimacy should not be scheduled, but sometimes it may be the best thing because mm-hmm. now it's not a, oh my gosh, I was taken by surprise and I really am tired today because I worked all this time. Well, I know that on Wednesdays, every third Wednesday at minimum, that's our adult time for four hours. So I know that this particular day and the days around it, I'm going to prepare and be purposeful and conscious so I can be present on that day. Right, right, right. Which is a good thing. Um, the other thing I would do also is learn to ask for help. Yes. 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 Sometimes, you know, we expect our partners to um, help out or we don't even ask for help and asking for help, you know, whether it is um, getting someone else to cook or to, you know, get takeout or having your partner help with the kids is really helpful and reserving some of that energy to be there for your partner. Oh, yeah. And then watching your partner do 
one of your house chores. It's it sexy. could be arousing. Yeah. <laughs> so you've done, yes. you've done two things at that point. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> yes. Yes. Some of the other things that um, I've heard that, and I know that can affect people's um, libido is also medication. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We don't think about that piece of, you know, they tell you all the normal side effects, headaches, vomiting, this, that, and the third, (laughs) but it doesn't ever speak on sometimes the sexual hormones that it affects in the body. Right, right, right. Whether it's um, birth control or high blood pressure pills or even some of the mental health ones. Yes, yes. Uh, medications a lot that dry things out affects yes. um, your sexual libido more than any, yeah, anything else. Yeah, we recently, um, you know, the, the small company that I work with, we recently released a daily, you know, moisture or lubricant. And it speaks just to that, you know, when you're in that menopausal phase or when you're taking certain medications or could be just a a natural medical thing that you have going on um, that you can just use every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I don't know. I mean, um, I'm getting up to a certain age (laughs) and um, our bodies change. How my body was at 20, 30, 40 and 50. It's totally different. Yeah. And if you're a man out there and you're listening and you're like, well, you know, I used to do this with my wife and she used to be like, whoo, so excited. You know, the first five minutes <laughs> we were jumping all over. And now, you know, it's taking forever. It's because our bodies change. And a woman's body needs at least 20 minutes. And as we get older, it's longer than that. Right. And that's why I like the practice of, you know, all day anticipation. Start your flirting Early in the morning with a forehead kiss and a text message after 30 minutes of leaving the house of just, you know, you blowing them a kiss or you saying something sweet. So all day anticipation is helpful. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So you get down into the exact of telling them exactly, you know, do this. Yeah. But it does help. Yeah. Those. And then also for some people that verbal part of, oh my gosh, my partner wants me, but you know, they're not here. And so, yes, that sexiness or I'm sexting when I'm supposed to be doing something other things. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> now you feel like I'm sneaking. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, what are some other things that you hear from women who are struggling with either desire or arousal? Um, I think one of them would be just sometimes coming out of mom mode. You know, mm. my body was used as a, my body's a parent. So does it go back to your playground, you know? So it's making the, <laughs> the mental shift um, or even just the children who just, you're afraid they're going to bust inside the door, you know? Right. So right. it's a fear in your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know when you're, especially in your early 20s and early 30s and when you just have a baby your body is so um tired in some aspect from that whole process but it's also making that switch and also some people don't even think about asking their doctors 
about, you know, um, can I have sex or sex isn't feeling good? What, you know, what should be the cause? Yes. Yeah, they just go by the old standard. Hey, after six or eight weeks or whatever weeks they give you, your body now can be utilized. Well, it may not be comfortable. You may even be fearful of what just occurred <laughs> in that area. So you just may not want to. <laughs> right, 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 right. And then when you, especially when you've had your first baby, you sometimes mm -hmm. are afraid to let the baby sleep by itself or sleep in the bassinet. But it's really important to still have that connection with your partner, with your husband. Yeah, the bonding and, you know, adding to the intimacy bank mm -hmm. for the times where you have to take the withdrawals. <laughs> yes. And then for those moms who are um, have teenagers or um, preteens, sometimes yeah. they're afraid about sex because I don't want my children to know that we're having sex. Yeah. yeah. And what if they hear? It's like, I'll tell you, those children, no matter what you try to hide, <laughs> number one, they're not stupid. And number two, those things hear everything. <laughs> <laughs> they question it all. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. But people can use a variety of different things. Like I've used like sound machines and just a variety mm -hmm. of different things to um, ease the noise. But also what's also important is as your um, children get older, for them to know that you guys still have sex because right. it's part of a healthy relationship. That is extremely important and, and a piece of just what we see on the surface, that's, that, that behind the scenes is a piece that's missing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, because if they don't know, then they grow up thinking that after a certain time, you know, sex is not a thing anymore. You, you had all of us. You're raising us, so now you guys must not do anything but maybe speak to each other in hallways. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. And you don't want them to grow up with the concept. Um, I see that in so many um, relationships is where someone thinks sex is really um, just supposed to be for children or having children. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That it's not for pleasure. You know, and to get rid of that concept. Yeah, because that's still very much alive today, unfortunately, that, you know, a lot of women feel like that's their role and purpose is to bring forth life and that their pleasure doesn't matter in that. And that alone, you know, because maybe they have friends and they're hearing these other things from their friend that alone could lower their um, libido because after time it's I'm just being used as a vessel and you're not even searching for my pleasure spot. So do I even want to do this thing so right. that that mental place can bring that libido down? Right. Because if you don't use it, you lose it. Mm -hmm. And then if you have this negative concept of yourself or sex, your body tightens up. And if yes. your body tightens up, you're not lubricant. And then sometimes people leave their body, which I mean, your mind goes somewhere else. Yeah. And you're not enjoying the experience. At all. Yeah. That's definitely prevalent in so many places. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's really it's sad to listen to someone talk to that, you know, especially a couple who they're loving 
on the surface. And because you and I do what we do, you can look at a couple on the surface and then look further. And you can see, you know, the way that they may be touching or the way that they're just trying to force this thing in front of you. Um, But it's, it's, it happens way more than we would like. And it comes down to, did you even tell them that this is how you felt? Because right. that one conversation is missing. <laughs> yeah, because when a couple, and I've worked with a few who have, have not had sex in a long time, okay, then it creates this wall where each of them are not feeling good enough. Yeah. And then because yes. they're assuming, they start creating these stories and the stories just... You know, if you ever watch a Netflix series, once you watch one story, the next one comes right behind it. So these these creative stories in your mind just keep building and building and you just never come back into that reality space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're out there and you're listening, um, if you have a comment, please chime into this conversation. But if women are out there listening or men and they're saying in themselves, you know, we're not having sex anymore. I don't know what's happening. What do you think they should, from your suggestion, what are some top things you think should start if they're not having sex? I always go back to the the basic of why. And I, I want to know this from each individual person um, and the importance in asking the individuals and not allowing the partner to interrupt the conversation because I get a lot of, well, he did it out or well, she did it out. And I'm like, I'm asking you okay. your why, why is your why? And so right. taking that is going to be important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes couples can have those conversations together and sometimes they need a third party, like you said, because um, they interrupt each other so much that they don't actually hear the story. Right. Mm-hmm. That's or they hear just something completely different. I've witnessed it where I know what I heard and I know what the person said and the partner heard something completely. And they've been listening through those ears. Sometimes I call them, um, if someone who has had some things in the past, I call them the negative filtered ears. And mm-hmm. so that's what they heard. You know, it wasn't a compliment. It was a complaint right. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things we haven't yet talked about sometimes is trauma. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yes. trauma can cause a couple not to have sex anymore. I've seen it where, you know, everything was fine. And I, I don't know if you've read that book, The Body Keeps Score. Have you... No, not no. Okay. Down. Yes, it's a great book. But it basically talks about how our body holds on to everything that has happened to it, even from childhood. So sometimes when we're having sex and um, people can have sex and it can be pretty fast or whatever the case may be, and a partner has touched something that maybe has been traumatized or a spot where something happened, and that person just automatically shuts down. They don't even know why. You know, and it's not through sometimes going through a slower process of of touching one another through sensei focus or some other methods that we can actually figure out why. Yeah. We we worked on an exercise this weekend at the couples retreat that spoke to this trauma space 
Um, mm -hmm. You know, and, and it was more on the lighter side, because again, I'm not a licensed therapist, so I do not right. go deep into any type yes. of traumas. Um, it was just more or less, you know, explaining what trauma is and that it does not look the same to everyone, you mm -hmm. know, and based on that, you know, one of the couples who's already, they're already in therapy at home, they were able to talk about some things that after 20 years of marriage, they didn't even know about wow. each other. Wow. And so, so just something as simple as giving a basic, you know, a traumatization could be you were five years old and you stepped on a dead jellyfish. You thought it was going to sting you and it's, it, you're, it shocked you. It scared you. Now you're terrified of jellyfish, but your new husband loves jellyfishing. And so he wants to take you on this beautiful vacation. And you're like, the whole time you're just tense because you're terrified. And I know that's an extreme, but that's just what could happen. <laughs> right. And then in that same instance, if he was rubbing that part of the foot and he remembered... And all of a sudden, your body just stops. You don't even know why. Right. Yeah. And so we talk with couples are, and that there's some spots that maybe you will never touch again. You may not ever need to. Um, but there are other spots that you have to work through, you know, create yes. new memories and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Mm hmm yeah. And I'm just thinking about in the sense of new memories, sometimes um, people lose sexual desires. I've seen this also because everything's boring. It's like you go to bed, you know, Tuesday night and he gets on top and then that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just wait and you lay there and you wait for it. Well, here it comes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just want to get it over so I can watch my shows and go to bed and go to work tomorrow. Right, right. So it's learning how to create new sexy memories. Yeah. yeah. To, or to do some things different, you know, whether yes. um, blindfolds help because blindfolds, I think when you blindfold, you, the other senses are heightened, right? Right. But if you've had trauma and you need to make sure you, you know, see your partner, that's not a good thing that's for you. Different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's different. Yeah. But there's other great things that can, you know, whether you do it in different rooms, um, role playing is a really yes. good. Yeah. That's why I think I love that, you know, that we both do the retreats because it takes people out of their normal element and puts them in a different environment. And that kind of shows them that oh, I can do things differently. And wow, you responded completely different. So <laughs> I might try this at home, <laughs> something new. <laughs> yeah. And um, compared to 30 years ago, there's so many different new toys out there, new ideas that people can do and utilize. Yeah. Because I think it should also be like um, a playground. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Where you go and just have fun. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I, you know, I just starting here in my area, you know, it's called date night RVA, but it's creating new experiences for dating your, your partner. Okay. And it could be anything. It could be salsa dancing. That may stimulate you differently than you <laughs> 
Never thought about it. Yes. <laughs> it's getting out of your comfort zone, doing something different. Yes, absolutely. And then watching this person who you've known all this time doing something different. And it's like, whoa, I like the way your hips moved the other day. Let's, <laughs> you know, you dance around the house a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah, I was just talking with someone recently just because they were talking about dancing and she loves music, but um, they've never used music when they've been having sex. And I'm like, why did she never? Yeah, and she felt it was boring. So it's so important to find things that you're passionate, use it, but also use a variety of different things to connect. Yeah, because you mm -hmm. never know which one of those things were just you know, set those bells and whistles off because you can't sit and ask literally a thousand questions. Do you like this? Do you like that? Do you like this? Do you touch here, touch here. But, you know, having different things kind of thrown out there, you throw it to the wall and seize with sticks. Exactly. AKA your yes, no, maybe list. <laughs> yes, definitely. So um, one of the things that we haven't yet covered, but I do think it's such an important thing is the benefits of sex. Because mm. sometimes people say, why are we even talking about what is the point of having sex? What are the, you know, benefits of it? And one of the things you mentioned, which I totally agree, is a release. It's because a good stress reliever. It's a good stress reliever. Yeah, when you're stressed and stressed and you feel like a, I don't know, a big bubble, <laughs> that release just really does help. Yeah, like pop the bubble. So it's yeah. a good, good analogy. Um, it's it's a minor exercise too, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right, definitely. Um, and also with that release, it can decrease the anxiety. But it also, when you're feeling sexy, you also increase or decrease your depression. You do. Mm -hmm. And because you're your doctor, I, I you know, prefer, of course, you speak more into it, but I know that they're medically the natural hormone. Well, it affects certain hormones that naturally are the anxiety um, reducers, the um, sometimes even a natural pain killer. Yeah, the endorphins. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. That, yes. It definitely increases that, which helps. So I've known people who have had um, MS and a variety of other things that sex has helped in the sense of just that release. And of course, that doesn't always have to be with a partner. You know, it could definitely be, you know, self-inflicted with hands or with um, whatever toy of your choice, because I just think about somebody who may have extreme high anxiety, who may not want to be around another person um, or they have other pain around them that doesn't allow a person to necessarily be on them or even having your partner utilize maybe um, a fun toy on the external of you so that they're still connected and you're sharing that time and space together. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for mentioning that. But yeah, the self-pleasure or the um, definitely the oral sex really does help um, a person if they can't like you said, if they don't have a partner or yeah, definitely. And one of the things with um, all of this is knowing your body. Mm, yes. 
That's definitely a super important aspect because otherwise you'll be in there kind of fumbling around and making yourself more irritated than you were trying to be. <laughs> so exploring it on the outside of these times will help inside of the realm. Right, right, right. And anyone who's out there listening, because I get this a lot, is like, you know, my husband should know. My husband should know my body and know X, Y, and Z and know how to please me and 50 million other things. Yes. It is really your job to know your body. And then you can explain it to your husband or your partner. Yes. yes. You have to be yes. the teacher. You know, the marriage certificate does not come with an um, psychic ability or <laughs> special superpowers. <laughs> right, 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 right. Because just like... um. Our penises are different. Our vaginas are different. Absolutely. So, yes, yes. So you have to get to know it. But, yeah, definitely. Well, this has been a wonderful topic. So we're going to talk, take a little break, and then we come back. We're going to talk about all the great guests that we have coming up. Renew your connection and your love in beautiful Costa Rica. We'll make sure it happens. Vacation Counseling provides intimate couples retreats, including one-on-one counseling, yoga, and nature outings to help you and your partner rekindle the passion. Our experienced team of counselors works with one couple at a time to improve intimacy, communication, and more. Enroll now at vacationcounseling.com. Welcome back to the Bringing Intimacy Show, where intimacy is real. We've been talking about bringing your sexy back, and we've talked about a lot of different topics. Yeah. Coach K, do you think there's anything that we've missed? Ooh, I don't think we've missed a lot, but I have a sneaking suspicion that if we miss anything... It'll come on the back around to us and we'll get to talk about it. <laughs> yes, yes. We'll be talking about this topic and lots more coming up um, in the next few sessions. Yes. Okay. So we do have some amazing upcoming shows. Um, so make sure that you're with us every week. So on next week, the April 14th, we have Karen Freeland. She will tell us why vagina is not a dirty word. Then on April 21st, we will meet with Kelly Calabrese to discuss self-love for singles. Very important. Then on April 28th, we're going to kink it up a notch with Jacqueline Greeley. Um, She is a kink and intimacy coach. And then on May the 5th, why sex dies in long-term relationships with Irene Fur, a certified sex and intimacy coach who helps couples make love and sex work in long-term relationships. So wherever you're following us, wherever you're seeing us and wherever you're hearing us, make sure you are liking, sharing, and leaving comments behind so we know exactly what it is. If you have questions or would you like to hear from us? (laughs) Yes. Yes. And we're on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Yes. So definitely, like she says, like and subscribe. This has been the Bringing Intimacy Back show. Thank you, Coach K. This was just a wonderful topic. And I, I look, <laughs> yes, yes. I look forward to talking with you next week for another intimacy topic. All right. See you later. All right. This has been the Bringing Intimacy Back show. We'll see you guys next week.
same time. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Bringing Intimacy Back. We hope you enjoyed it. You can also find us at bringingintimacyback.com and Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, or Twitter. Dr. April Brown's five-book series, Improving Intimacy, is now on Amazon, available in Kindle, Audible, or paperback. We'll see you next Thursday live at 3.30 p.m.